Hi, everybody. You're listening to the M&P Podcast with your host, Doyle. Doyle, I got a feeling your whole family's going down. And Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. Okay. And welcome, everybody, to episode 35 of the M&P Podcast. We're here again this week to talk all things Flyers hockey with Doyle and Joe. Doyle and Joe, how you doing this fine Sunday morning? Uh, I'd be better if you stopped doing that voice. You know, like Radio Drew? You mean Radio Jeff? No, it's Radio Drew. I'm just doing all of old Drew's old characters to remind us of the days when we actually had like a podcast people like to listen to. Oh. oh, because people don't like this one all of a sudden, Jeff? Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Trying to tell me that people don't like this podcast? <laughs> that's the feedback I've gotten on Twitter from myself and my parents. Anyway, Joe, <laughs> welcome Luckily- back. Luckily... <laughs> Thank you. Luckily, <laughs> your your characters that are repeated characters aren't enough to annoy me from the fact that the Phillies won last night. Yeah. Talking about this before we started, uh, after those first two games in Arizona, I was ready to hurl myself off a bridge. Um, watching Rob Thompson go back to Cockring and Kimbrel was <laughs> puzzling, to say the least. Ponderous. Very Dave Hextall of him, if you will. That's not nice to call a rookie Cochrane, Jeff. Well, I thought that's what his last name was, and that's what everybody on Reddit calls him. But uh, he's clearly not ready for the big time, and he shouldn't be pitching in these games when they're close. And yet Rob Thompson is still like, you know what? No, go out there. Destroy all your confidence. Who cares? I tend to agree with you, but that's in the past. We're, we're moving forward onto the bank one more. Yeah. We'll take care of this. Aaron, yeah, Nola's, like Aaron Nola's last start in Philly. Are you excited? I don't know about that, Jeff. <laughs> I don't know about that. He might have earned uh he might have earned a a bag. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's gonna get the contract he's asking for, but you know who did get the contract they were asking for? James Harden. Oh, did he? No. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say Flyers fans because they finally got a team that's contending so far this year. After another week in Flyers hockey, they go. 2-0 and 1, uh, surprisingly, against some tough teams. Uh, we Jeff, can... does this record upset you? Uh, no, I knew the Flyers were going to win the Stanley Cup all along, so this is right down <laughs> where I was going. So, you know. <laughs> uh, the home opener up against the Phillies game. I don't know if they tried to claim they had to sell out, but there were no one in the seats. Uh, and they missed a cool 2 nothing shutout. Carter Hart gets his first shutout this season, the sixth in his career overall. Guys, is it going to hurt even more when Carter Hart gets rounded up in the Hockey Canada investigation? Allegedly. Well, well <clears throat> if you watched the Dallas Stars game yesterday, yes. Very <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> um, we'll, we'll get to that game, but... Uh, I thought the home opener was nice. I actually saw a video this morning on Twitter, which I was surprised that it got into like my algorithm when I'm on that app 12 hours a day um, from <laughs> all the way back till Tuesday of somebody that was in the lower bowl watching the Sean Couturier hip swing, a.k.a. proven successful surgery move <laughs> uh, on the penalty shot. And it actually looked pretty full, and the fans kind of went wild. I know, again, it was stacked up against the Phillies game, so they started the game early, a.k.a. some people might have 
left early to go to the Phillies game. That is true. That PK, I think, was – or penalty shot was, I think, in the first period. So um, that might have been part of the um, attendance that I saw. But it looked good. Um, overall, solid game. I mean, Carter Hart looked great. Vancouver had a tough – tough uh trip across the coast but you know we did our thing i think the reported attendance was eighteen thousand eight hundred something yeah i think the mexico soccer friendly at the link bit into that a little bit you know how those audiences mix <laughs> but was uh, it mexico I thought that was the it was mexico germany it was like an international oh, mexico, germany okay yeah the yeah. mexican Whatever Mexican team it was, it was if it was the national team, I don't even know. They were staying yes. at the Westin in town, and as I was walking past the Westin, there was just like a bunch of Mexico fans that were like blocking the streets, and there was a whole bunch of police presence. And I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And they're like, "Soccer match tonight." And I was like, "Oh Jesus, didn't know about this one." There was a lot of Modelo and Corona. Modelo especial. Anyway, TK Lawton Couturier, you mentioned his penalty shot goal. All have points. Uh, the Flyers managed to win their home opener, go 4-0-1 in their last five home openers. Uh, that's decent, I would say. I would love to look up the records of the other teams, like where we stand on that list. Do we have the best stadium in hockey? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, the press emails don't cover the other teams. Just cover the, the Flyer stats, which is where I crib these from. Anyway, we move on. 10-19. 4-1 win against the Edmonton Oilers. Points by all in this game. Let me run you down the list of who had a point. Atkinson, Tippett, Couturier, Faraby, Brink, Sanheim, Joe, and Walker. Uh, <laughs> this is, I mean, it's early in the season, right? But these are all the guys you want to see, like, get going, you know? Because you can't win, can't make the playoffs in October, but you can sure as hell miss the playoffs in October, uh, depending on how shitty you play, so... Maybe if they stockpile some points now, they will inevitably disappoint us all when they sneak into the playoffs in April. We own Edmonton like every year. I, I think I tweeted out before the game um, a, a memory of mine when Brandon Manning took out Connor McDavid in his rookie season. Brandon Manning's uh, papa. Or... <laughs> <laughs> we we just own the Edmonton Oilers, so... They were also on a road trip. I think they played Nashville two days before they came up to Philly. So they've been a, been on the road for a little bit to start the season here. Um, I do like the diversity in points. Every, everybody's getting on the board through the first two games. Um, so that's nice to see when everybody can kind of chip in. And I actually have a – I think Travis Sanheim, I saw him on that broadcast. The dude looks huge. He he lo looks like he did a lot of work this off season. Um, yeah, they said he put like twenty pounds on. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a tank. So I may actually have a little bit more of a leash with Travis Sanheim this season. Um, I know I'm very much on record of being a Travis Sanheim <laughs> hater, and I kind of want him to lose. But at the end of the day, I'll always be able to spin zone out of that if he does become good. Because I was the motivation that got those. Maybe I'm the 20 pounds. Exactly. I I hate him. But if he does good, he has, I love he him. He has Joe. 
is Joe's tweets hanging up in his locker? He, he reads the Degenerate Digest every Saturday and just like <laughs> like jerks off to it. Yeah, <laughs> what Scott Lawton is taping up uh, Angry Jim's tweets and Sandheim's yeah. taping up Joe's. It's like the believe sign in Ted Lasso. So. <laughs> but uh, Hart gets his 87th win against the Oilers. That brings him into a tie with Pelly Lindbergh for sixth. Uh, I don't think Pelly is going to get any more wins, so Carter Hart's probably going to pass him soon. Um, but he didn't do it in Dallas because he, he didn't. Traded. But he I was did. actually at the Edmonton game. Oh, um, all right. Then let's not move on. How was it? What did you see? Uh, give me your rundown and then uh, list seven things you think the Flyers could do better or go. So I'm not going to give you seven things. Okay. Um, hold, on, hold on. I'll help. I'll help Doyle. <laughs> we, can, we can generate this list. <laughs> Let's do it together. Uh, well, first things first, it was actually pretty empty uh, in the upper bowl. There was like an entire section uh, in like the 200 level. I forget what where exactly it was that was just like two people were sitting in. But was that and gritty was section row... where they could get hit with a hammer at any time, be bludgeoned to death? No, that, that, was, that section was full, obviously, oh. Jeff. Um, and then there was okay. an entire so... row next to me that was empty as well. But other than that, there's, it was, there's it was one, still a good atmosphere. There's one. That's one thing that they can do better. Attendance. market to Philadelphia fans uh, to care about them more than the Phillies. I know well, that's just not going to happen right now. The Phillies got shelled that night. But, again, <laughs> it's still something for our list, Will. We're compiling a list. Let's yeah. do it. Get it together. <laughs> um, um, Sean Walker, Sean Joe Walker, actually uh, – has been playing a pretty well. Wait, is his middle name really Joe? No, I'm just calling him Sean Joe oh, Walker. Oh, because I was going to call him S.J. Walker, South Jersey Walker. That's two things that they can do better is Sean's middle name should be should Joe. Change his, so. Yes, the second thing on the list is change Sean Walker's name. Change his middle name to Joe. <laughs> no, Sean Walker has been... Old name to Joe. Sean Walker has been a, a pleasant surprise because not to jump ahead, but to jump ahead... Uh, he had a shorthanded goal uh, against Dallas, and uh, I just figured he was just going to be this guy that they were like, well, I guess we'll just throw him in in the Provorov trade. But um, compared to Provorov, he actually has one more overall point, or uh, one less yeah. point, but more goals. Sorry. I was looking at yeah, he had a shorty against uh, Edmonton, too, which was impressive. Yeah, so now he has two goals, one assist for three points. Provorov has four assists. But he would have more goals if he changed the size of his stick. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, the I actually, I don't know if we've really talked about this much outside of maybe one spot where Jeff mentioned it in the group chat. But I don't mind the goal song, by the way. Uh -oh. Goal song is pretty good. <laughs> it's a shame, too, because before they picked, it might have been Feel the Shake. Um. I was on board with Ain't Talking About Love. I was like, go back to a simpler time. But now, after this whole summer of pandering, it just feels like more pandering. And I'm not here for it anymore. I don't want it. You don't think Keith Jones is in charge of that? I'm sure. At least, at least I will give Bring them credit. Bring him back to the 90s. <laughs> at least I will, I will give them credit that they didn't do a fake Twitter poll. And then just pick the song they wanted anyway when it <laughs> didn't, yeah, it didn't go their way. Yeah, because obviously nobody picked a song that they picked. 
And that's obvious. Yeah, nobody wanted it. Well, I don't remember what that song was. Me either. But nobody wanted it, and it certainly didn't win over all the other songs. Uh, and also, yeah. I just want to say, for everybody who said uh, this song stinks, play dupe, you are incorrect. Your opinion is wrong, and I hate you. So... <laughs> <laughs> I actually tend to lean uh, in favor of that take, Jeff. Um, Dupe is reserved for the Philadelphia yeah, Union, who are about to go into the playoffs. So. Yeah, the they Union's were the ones thing. that started it. Yeah. yeah, just like how everybody wants bro him. Bro him was written by Pennywise, who is from Cal, like from California near the Ducks. Yeah, and he murdered all the those Ducks children that in the sewers. <laughs> the Ducks used that song. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> And uh, they even, like, changed the lyrics to mention the Ducks in it after they won the Stanley Cup. So it's like, yeah, not the Flyers goal song. Sorry. When it comes to goal songs, I feel like uh, I may be in the minority on this one. But... I mean, this could also be something that we say the Flyers could do better at. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it. But I, I still think if I were to rank over the course of the past like 15 years goal songs for the flyers it would be mac miller obviously is number one wait and then two miller was a goal song well, i thought miller that was, was a win never song. A goal song it wasn't the goal song no i thought that was, was their team. like it was like their the game song win, yeah oh it was just the locker room yeah, yeah. it should oh, have been a goal song i thought it was the goal song for one year even maybe after the the year after the stanley cup before they fucking blew it up oh i don't know I Mac Miller hasn't put out any new music in a while. What's he doing? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> What's up? Why are you laughing? You I know what you're doing. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Um, second, <laughs> Feel the Shake. I love Feel the Shake. Feel the Shake was great. I love eh, it. It was fine. Oh, come on. And it was on when we were actually hot. Yeah, Becky yeah. Lynch's theme song was better. That's because you just like wrestling. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with Van Halen. I do think I'm still on the bandwagon ever since I saw this goal song created by, I think, what was ultimately the in-house DJ. DJ Reed Streets? Time. Yeah, yeah. Remember he came out with that ABC6 themed? Yep. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, it, clear-cut winner, like, I don't understand how the marketing team didn't pick up on that. I bet 6 ABC yeah. was like, absolutely not. Why? Because they seem picky it's... about that stuff. Maybe it's because we're owned by Comcast, a.k.a. NBC. Uh, maybe, yeah. I just feel maybe. like 6 ABC is very protective of everything they do. They would never let Jim Gardner do fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, they haven't changed their theme song in like 55 years, I know. so... Like, Jim Gardner could have been out there doing whippets when the Phillies won the World Series in 2008. But no, he was behind the desk reporting. Fucking loser. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Sam Erson, let's pivot to him. Was no, we, no, 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 no. We're yeah, still working on our list here. We uh, got one more thing. To do. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Um, Cam Atkinson. This is what you wanted. I know, but now <laughs> I regret my choices. Cam Atkinson should have scored his uh, eighth or ninth career hat trick. Eighth? Ninth, one of the two. Uh, yeah. That's something they could have. All right. So upon. number four like, is the, get more hat tricks. Yeah, give him the puck for the empty net goal. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wait, do you think that's that they didn't share it because they don't like him? Is there a locker room controversy already? Five is have more locker room controversies. No, Jeff, I'm not going to go down that that uh, troll path. Six would be fire torts. Actually, 
am very, very so. happy with Cam Atkinson and Sean Couturier's um, performance thus far. Oh, here's here's five and six right now. Five and six can be the Flyers are a Claude Giroux and Matt Niskanen away from being Stanley Cup contenders. So five, they should have never gotten uh, gotten rid of Giroux. Six, Matt Niskanen should have never retired. I'll take it. I'm very okay. angry that Matt Niskanen put his family and his health above the team. That's yeah. Telling. Matt Niskanen really torpedoed this franchise. <laughs> That's telling. Set it back yeah. years. Yep. And then, so we need one more. Um, let's see. Let's let's look back to the Edmonton game. What's one thing they could have done better? That oh, night? I think that what the one thing they could do to keep getting better is number seven could be keep Morgan Frost out of the lineup. Uh. No, here I got one. Um, they should not participate in the NHL owners voting in favor of an ESPN contract moving forward because this game was all oh, blacked out across yeah. ESPN Plus. Like I had access to it, luckily, but I saw so many tweets on Flyers Twitter yeah. about how people in the Philadelphia area had ESPN Plus. But we're black. Couldn't watch it. Yeah. People said that, but after point, the Joe. I like it. After the Phillies game was over, I popped on ESPN Plus and watched it with no problems. Well, there were people that couldn't like they were trying to watch it, and like some of them couldn't watch it until the Phillies game was over. Huh. I mean, that's when I turned it on, and I had no issues. But uh, that's weird. But, I don't... Yeah, people were trying to watch it, and they it was it was blacking them out. Yeah. You know who didn't zero out the Dallas Stars? Sam Erson. Nah, that transition was the Boo. year you go to them. But. Uh, excellent. Uh, Sam Erson, first overtime game. In your own mind. In a loss. Uh, I think Sam Erson is bad, but I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, I don't know if you heard, but Sam Erson is the heir apparent to Carter Hart's throne. That's why we need to trade Carter Hart. So you're wrong. And I don't know why we still have Carter Hart. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> that was my best Jeff impression. Hey, listen, I like it, and I'm on board with it. I think we should trade Carter Hart before the Hockey Canada report hits, so then he's someone else's problem. I love the narrative that Flyers—this is very Flyers, by the way, for, for us fans. The narrative that changed in, like, a three-step process. One— within a 48-hour timeline, and then two within four games of the regular season. That being of trade deadline last year, everybody said, we're rebuilding. you got to get as much as you possibly can for this guy. We then heard the uh, reasons why he wasn't traded because everybody was holding up for the Hockey Canada report. So our narrative then spun to, oh, okay, we're going to side with management here because we ultimately have to wait to see if this guy is a alleged rapist. Um, and then now, four games into the season, it's you absolutely have to keep Carter Hart. You have no other solution. So <laughs> stick with me on this. The oh, Ottawa Senators have everything except a goalie. Jonas Corpus is not the answer there. He is hot garbage. Flyers trade. Is he in Ottawa now? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, wow. But judging by the box list. score I looked at this morning when I was taking a, a plop, uh, he is. So you trade Carter Hart to the Senators, and in return, you bring back Claude Giroux. 
Claude is playing his best hockey. Probably even better than when he was here. He's the kind of guy that could put a team over the ledge. Corpusal is not that bad. I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, they even... Not that bad. Getting whacked in the nuts with a baseball bat is not that bad. The only game sounds that pretty bad. Getting gave it, up was getting hit by uh, a truck and having all your bones broken in your bodies. Not that bad. That also sounds pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> you have a lot of internal bleeding, but that's good. That's where the blood should be. So. <laughs> Boo! You stink! <laughs> I would welcome a Quadru return with open arms, but I just don't see a world in which that takes place. Yeah, it would have to be just like he's a free agent, and <sighs> and you know that somehow if... this team is one third line vet away from <laughs> being a contender. You know that if he came because back... let's face it, he's going to be like thirty eight years old when that contract. And there's going to be one game where he doesn't play defense, and Tortorella's going to bench him. <laughs> he's he's going to be like, why yeah. did I come back? It I wouldn't be surprised. Signs like a one-year contract with us eventually, like at some point. To I feel like here. he's never going to leave Ottawa. He'll sign like a one-day contract maybe, but I don't think he's ever going to leave Ottawa now. I think he's too settled in. Yeah, or if we get like into a position where we know we're going to make the playoffs in the course of the next like two to three years and it's on his expiring deal year, we can get him like at yeah. the trade deadline. Or where you hold the team hostage because at the trade deadline you have a no-movement clause and you can be traded to one of two teams and you pick the Panthers instead of the Avalanche and then the Avalanche end up winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's a real bummer, Claude. It's a real bummer. Should've, yeah, because the GM didn't promise you a contract <laughs> after he traded you. Should have made, made a better choice. I would have went to the Avalanche you- over the Panthers. <laughs> Do you blame Claude Giroux for uh, sticking it to the man and that man being not much of a man in Chuck Fletcher? I mean, come on. I don't blame him at all. I think he had a no-movement clause in his contract. Why does he have to do anything the GM says at that point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not mad at him for that. I'm mad at him for picking Florida over the Avalanche. That was just a dumb decision. I mean, technically, Florida was the better team that he joined. Yeah, but I feel like the Avalanche were built for the playoffs, and the Panthers were built to fail somewhere close, like they always do every year. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of failing, I bet a lot of people failed doing the gritty 5K, but not Doyle, huh? (laughs) Jeff, it was a 5K that wasn't really a 5K. Now it was a 5k if you wanted it to be a 5k and actually run it like a 5k. A K, of course, stands for Kamiles, and that <laughs> no, a 5k is like what three miles? Two, yeah, it's a little over three miles. Yeah, so even if you have no training, you should technically be able to do a 5k. But what did they was it like a walking? Was there different spots you could jump in? How does it work? It was the gritty 5K, so you know that there is chaos lined all throughout the route. Uh, they um, passed the Kate Smith being racist statue. <laughs> no, that's been uh, sunk into the bottom of the sea. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. Because she's a big fat lady. <laughs> uh, she couldn't do a 5K. <laughs> no way, those cankles are running three miles. But uh, Steph and I went and we brought her daughter. And uh, they had, like, a 
karaoke station set up that people were doing karaoke with Gritty. We actually pretty much got to hang out with Gritty the whole time. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How got did he sing? Great. No, he didn't sing. He was just pulling people in from the crowd uh, and giving them a mic and telling them to sing. And if they weren't good, he was kicking them out. <laughs> it would have been better uh, if he sung, but it was just screeching, just noises. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the stops, which was my favorite, was because we were in FDR Park, was uh, part of the route, was just listen to I-95. Then they had like uh, alternative walking was one of them. So it was like running backwards or like doing leapfrog, skipping. There was like a fishing station where they had like little pools set up. Did they have like a, Um, a, a spot to get water? Yes, they had two water stations. Did they call it aggressively rehydrating? No, they called it a water station. Oh, I would have liked aggressively um, rehydrating. And the second, the second one we passed, they ran out of water, and the guy was like, "He's like, we don't have any water, but we have a dog." And I was like, "Well, you want me over?" <laughs> I need to go back to this I ninety five booth. Like, was it like a silent disco where you just put on headphones <laughs> and hear like? <laughs> the sounds of passing cars, potential implosions, and like a jackhammer. It's, at all it's times. the, the I ninety five booth stop was literally just under I ninety five, and all you did that was stand there and listen. It should have been a silent disco. That would have been much yeah. better. I would have ran right past that under I ninety five Doyle. You know, better. you just you just it put wasn't on a... under under it, but it was like it's like FDR parks in like the street. It like runs parallel under. I-95, so that's where... You just put on a gas mask, and it's just truck exhaust being blown into your face. <laughs> oh, it's like I'm there. <laughs> See a couple um, of shitty John Morgan billboards. Fucking putts. Oh, they... And then when you ended the race, you got a free hot dog. Oh, I love hot dogs. Yeah. And uh, they gave you a medal, too. Were there toppings? And a gritty 5K dogs. shirt, which is actually like an athletic shirt. So it was like... Honestly, it was like 45 or $50 for admission. You got a comp game to pick to go to, oh. which was the Edmonton game I went to. And then you got like a really nice t-shirt, a hot dog medal for completing the race. Wait, the medal was a hot dog? And a free hot dog. Yeah. Well, it's like not a hot dog, but it has a hot dog like on it. This, like is, the flowers this thing, is promising. So. Now, getting back to the hot dogs, what topics are we talking about? Did they make you raw dog it? Was there ketchup? What about onions? Um, I don't think any of those were available. Not the, oh my god, you had to eat a dry eight. hot dog? Eighth, was it? the Flyers can do better, provide content. <laughs> yeah, provide, yeah. provide. There could have been, I don't know. Toppings. Even, it was just like a huge group of people. I just got my hot dog and got out Even Costco brought onions back. The, the best I'm part about it, though, cool. was the hot dog station was before the finish line. <laughs> so you got... To pick your hot dog up, then finish. In the true race. Philly fashion, you could cross the finish line <laughs> eating a hot dog. <laughs> offer you a beer. Isn't that like the classic staple behind like five Ks? Is you get a beer after? Oh, oh that's a good that? point. I mean, Xfinity Live was right there, so I guess I could have walked in to get. And they wouldn't have gave a you a beer, beer though. You would have paid thirteen dollars for whatever. So. Yeah, I did what get two dollars. The... Two dollars off. When I was at the Edmonton game, which is always fun. Did you? I didn't, I didn't go, but you have to make a donation, like to enter into the 5K. No, you just pay. It's like an admission fee. It's like 
$45-$50. Yeah, the Flyers specifically yeah. said, Joe, um, that they're not giving any of the money from the 5K to charity. They're going to use it all for themselves. I, it's all I going to Greedy's Chaos Corner. <laughs> I just always find these sports, especially the sports teams that sponsor them, like any of those runs, they will typically do that comp ticket aspect to it, but you end up just having to, like, it's like I buy a ticket to go see a game, and then I also have to, like, run three miles. <laughs> like, I'm just never going to do that. Yeah, realistically, like, we pretty much we walked, like, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I made it okay. I'll just buy the ticket on StubHub and then not have to move outside. Yeah. yeah. Just... I'll pay the uh, StubHub <laughs> fee exactly. just so I don't have to run three miles. <laughs> Pay the StubHub fee oh, so I can succumb to StubHub in the secondary market, Joe. You. Oh, aren't the Flyers <laughs> proud partners with StubHub? Or is that partnership dead because StubHub was like, oh, this ticket's $40. Just kidding. With all these fees, it's now 300 Yeah, exactly. I think they have a you can turn, you see all the fees, but that's very off putting because the tickets are stupid expensive. But uh, so, Doyle, uh, would you do the 5K next year? Is this your first time doing oh, it? Yeah. Did, did I ask that? This is my first time doing it, and I would definitely do it again next year. It was fun. All right. Well, there you go. That's your gritty 5K review with Doyle. <laughs> now, Joe, you, you wanted to bring a, up the Flyers. stinger after the episode for that now? <laughs> it's really only good one time a year, <laughs> assuming you run in the 5K. Yeah. I feel like the work that goes into it isn't worth it, but probably. Um, Joe, you I want... think we finished around 2,000. So oh. that's how how much how fast out of how we're many going. though? Oh, I don't I don't think they tell you how many, but there's probably like a good three thousand people there. They probably just find the people who look like the most mentally unstable, and they're like, "You're running the slowest, fatty." <laughs> but there was some girl walking it in Crocs, and I was like, "You're nuts!" Ah, oh, dude, Crocs are comfortable. I Especially if you Crocs. flip the uh, you flip the thing up around the heel, put them in sport mode, then you're fucking ready to go. Sport mode. <laughs> you know, if you're out, you're about, you put the Crocs in sport mode, bam, take off. Like a jet fighter off an aircraft carrier. But uh, I digress. Crocs are yeah. cool. Go buy some Crocs. Let the, let the silence engulf you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like, I feel like I'm on stage with Drew at a comedy show. hey <laughs> All right, Joe, you wanted to talk about the Flyers promo schedule, but you didn't tell us why. Um, I really just thought the listeners deserve to know because I feel like nobody actually looks this up. Oh, I thought um, that you were going to have Joe's. I thought you were going to have Joe's criticism. The listeners at heart. Yeah, yeah. The two others outside of me. Yeah. Um, I thought that you were going to criticize it brutally, which is why they're also on this podcast. If we're just going to review mean, to what they're fair, getting away. <laughs> the the promo schedule this year is booty hole to begin with. Um, a ninth thing that the Flyers can do better is like, if especially if you're in a rebuild, you should be attracting people to the stadium. Um, this, this promotion schedule this year is terrible. I start by saying they only have $1 dog night. I feel like that's the lowest that I've ever heard of for the Flyers. They have at least three. I feel like... Am I crazy? I want to say yes. I know the Phillies this year, they did $3 dog nights, and they were all done by, like, the end of May. Yeah, but I, I could have sworn that the Flyers did, at like, multiple over the course of the season. It was usually, like, one in the beginning, like, between fall and Christmas, 
one during like the holiday season and then one like at the tail end. I feel like I've been I use what you're saying sounds right because I've been to multiple dollar dog nights in a season. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, well, they if only the have one... want to fill the stands at all. They should be making there should be at least fifteen dollar dog nights this year. I tend to agree, Doyle. Um, <laughs> what, they you're only have you're only paying seven bucks for a two. soggy bun hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I got a free one running a five k. They at least provide condiments at the stadium. Um, they <laughs> do have two dollar pretzel days, oh. um, which I guess is okay. But look like a Flyers logo. Than... <laughs> who eats more than one uh, soft pretzel? They also, I, I need to call this one out. They have a couple of good ones. They have like the Flyers beer stein, but it's been the same beer stein for the past six years. They just ordered. Um, getting, Joe's got six of them. He wants a new one. They ordered yeah. heavily four years ago, and they're still giving them away. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Ron added uh, an extra zero to the order. We have too many. They also have um, a bucket hat night uh but it's literally like one of the last games of the season bucket hats are March. cool again yeah bucket hats and um, visors with no top cool again they have their typical like various um like star wars and marvel superhero nights and then finally i need to call this one out because i have no idea what it is and i really want to know what this company paid to get a special giveaway night um planet fitness giveaway night is on January fourth. Hmm. What? No, that's got to. That? Well, Planet I mean, Fitness has to be like a. That's got to be like a insert the Blue Cross Blue Shield shit that what's his face brought over. Oh, Hilferty. Uh, Hilferty. Yeah, health insurance. You know, they got big time deals with the gyms, making people healthy. Yeah, it's keep them probably like a that's rally true. towel or something. That's true. Or, and it is. It's on January fourth, aka <laughs> right after you start making your New Year's resolutions that you're not going to commit to a weekend. It's either a rally towel or a vial of HGH. It's Planet Fitness. It's uh, definitely not a vial of HGH. It's just a, they don't condone those people in there. They shows. give you one sample syringe of testosterone so you can just see how you feel in it. You know. <laughs> Talk to your doctor about um, tea today. I do have a question. There's so two two last things: community nights and theme nights. So not actual like promotions, um, but community nights. January tenth is Pride Night. They're they're throwing Pride Night, but they're not allowed to put Pride tape on their sticks or wear Pride jerseys. They're not. The team yeah. isn't. The team on the ice isn't acknowledging it. Yeah, I I just feel like that's such a backwards like rule by the NHL if teams are going to be like promoting that within the stadium. Well, saying they don't have to wear jerseys is whatever, but like then they were like you also can't use rainbow tape and it's like <laughs> why? They should just let the players do whatever they want. Like if you want to use rainbow tape, go for it. If you don't want to, don't. Uh, well, yeah. they the the uh people who were mad about this were quoting a rule where it's like the rule book says tape has to be white or black. And then they quote the, the rule, and it's just like, fucking nerd. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's stupid. Um, and then finally, to your overall season theme, Jeff, of pandering, January 6th. Pandering night? Is the Ed Stalker. 
Ed Snyder Legacy game, aka pandering. Oh sweet God! I hope they don't give out uh, wristbands for that. Game. <laughs> they want to pander. They're gonna throw some shit on the ice. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it's, yeah. Luckily, it won't be a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, if they wanted pandering, uh, what is it? Lou Nolan would be like, "All right, get those bracelets on the ice, folks. We're going back to 2015." <laughs> uh, I still love the his announcement during that game. Is it's like, <laughs> now you've done it. Come on, <laughs> could you not? <laughs> <laughs> the refs are going to be mad at us. And now they're mad at us. Yeah, exactly. Now you've done it. The Flyers have been assessed a penalty for delay of game. <laughs> you know what? If the refs, if, uh, the refs this was a video it. podcast, I would I would get up and go get my bracelet. I still have mine. Credit to me for not being a scumbag. I would have to stop the recording yeah, and then that. start the recording. Good with guy, the video. Joe. I mean, I could do it, but I risk fucking up the whole rest of the episode from this point out. So yeah, Jeff, Jeff is uh, Jeff is not sound when it comes to yeah. No, I really don't want to mess anything up, so I'm not going to put the video on. But I will say, speaking of the refs, did you see this Yahoo Sports article that came out? I think it was Tuesday. Oh, there it is. There's the bracelet. Does it still light up, Joe? I do not believe so. I mean, I can hit it really hard. All right. Well, take it down to the Wells Fargo Center and throw it at the building. Um, <laughs> no, you got to take it down and demand a battery replacement. <laughs> Nobody from nobody who knows how to fix those still works here. Get the hell out of here. Uh, so Yahoo Sports put out an article, I think it was on Tuesday, um, where there's reports now confirmed that the NHL told head coaches to stop complaining about the refs. And I find that hilarious because instead of, you know, correcting the problems with the refs, they just told the coaches to stop complaining about them. <laughs> Which is like the most NHL thing to do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it, even if you go back to, uh, I think we talked about it, like the Ottawa game where they called Couturier two minutes for like boarding on like the most hockey hit that you see like 20 times a game up against the boards and he got penalized for it. Like, and we're supposed to not berate the, the refs after a call like that. Yeah, and like the NHL does a pretty good job of fining coaches for saying obvious things. Um, and I just find it, it's like there's ways to fix this that don't involve making the players and coaches angry. And that's just getting rid of the shitty refs. Well, that was also like the thing with um, goalie interference. Like instead of just correcting the rule, it's like, well, now we're just going to penalize you if you get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, too many offsides challenges, huh? Yeah, yeah, with the offsides challenge too. That's what it is, yeah. I just love that that headline uh, from Yahoo, which makes me think that it's actually not a legit thing, or, well, it might be a legit thing, but, <clears throat> excuse me, it was ultimately sent in just like an email that went to all the coaches, and it was like something that you would get next to your Uber Eats email. <laughs> um, like... <laughs> It, the, the headline says simmer down like come on simmer down well i love i just love that phrase so steve the part part of this video or part of the article is that there was a video presented so at the end of his presentation Stephen walkham the nhl's director of officiating queued up a video montage broadcast on tvs around the room showing roughly 20 quip clip <laughs> 
rough, roughly 20 clips of the Jesus. biggest names <laughs> in the coaching ranks going off on officials. Fists shaken, fiery red faces, F-bombs flying. The NHL emphasized to its coaching ranks that the cameras are everywhere these days and they need to be more cognizant of that. Now, no, I will say... Blow it out your ass. I will say that's the most fun of watching the broadcast is when people yell yeah. and scream. Like, remember when coaches in the, like uh, baseball used to get ejected? Like, Bobby Cox would be out there kicking dirt on the plate and throwing bases. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, that shit was great. I love that. Yeah, there was one of... Uh... Oh, shit. Who's the guy that coaches the Lightning? Oh, wait. The guy who looks like he got kicked in the face by a horse or someone else. That doesn't do anything for me, Joe. <sighs> Guy Boucher, I think it was. Was that him? Looks like I no, kicked him in the face Guy by Boucher. John Cooper. John Cooper. John Cooper Mellencamp, yes. Uh, he was like, I think he it was during the Stanley Cup. He got kicked Cup. in the face by a horse. Um, yeah, definitely not John Cooper. John. Also, he coached. Did he ever coach the Lightning? I know he coached the Sanders yeah. for a while. Look, okay. there's a picture with the Lightning in the background. Oh, okay, great. He looks like a How Bond villain. It? Anyway, go on. John Cooper. Uh, there was like a video of him. The refs like messed up some call, and you could just see him on the bench, and all of the lip reading said he was just yelling, fucking cunt, the whole like <laughs> 10 times in a row. <laughs> and that made me laugh, and I enjoyed watching it. So yeah, it's funny. And you know what? If the NHL doesn't want coaches yelling at, refs then make the refs do better it's not that hard i feel like yeah across all the majors we're seeing it with baseball now too like the umpiring has been terrible in these playoffs oh, the God. nhl refs yeah. have been terrible for like 10 years and the nfl refs aren't even trying anymore they just throw flags for anything and everything you know even yeah, if the phillies the one phillies game the dan Aya, whatever his name is is dan like lasagna one of the lowest yeah one of the lowest ranked uh, efficiency umpires of like the year, and somehow he's umping a fucking meaningful uh, MLB playoff game. Yeah, he was like seventy yeah, third out of like nine or seventy second out of ninety three or something stupid like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, I think um, Angel Hernandez, who got dismissed for being as bad as he was this year, to be able to potentially even ump a playoff game. Yeah. Had- like a 90% like success rating and um I uh lasagna uh beat him out by like I think he had 87 already no and it's not we're not even at the world series Angel yet, Hernandez so. actually sued Major League Baseball I don't know if you're I, I, don't, I don't know if you're aware ago. of that right but he sued Major League Baseball to say that he wasn't being given important games because Major League Baseball is racist and their whole defense was like no, it's not that. It's like you just stink, <laughs> and we can't fire you because the ump union's too strong. So we just don't give you anything good. Never get me off of the conspiracy train when it comes to like officiating, especially now that betting is so like across the United States. I think it's now legal in like forty states. Um, that there isn't potentially. In various random games, I'm not necessarily saying every single game, but there isn't a potential deal in the works to ultimately get a penalty for the over or like make a decision on the field that they're being radioed because Vegas is tapped in everywhere. Oh, we're getting um, into some deep Bill Burr conspiracy here. 
Have you ever listened well, to hey, trying listen. to tell me that there's more than just Tim Donaghy out there who is who is yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. betting the, on the game. That's the NBA guy, right? Yeah, yeah. the ref who yeah. is actually fixing uh, games. I mean, yeah. I I literally uh supposedly was a one guy, <laughs> yeah. one man job. One dude. I have, <laughs> I have a book on my nightstand that literally hasn't been touched in probably three years, but it just is kind of like a placeholder on my nightstand. It just looks nice. It's appealing. Um, it makes me want to pick it up, but I never do. Uh, Eight Men Out, the 1919 or 1917 Chicago Black Sox. Um, oh, yeah. Like they, you can't tell me that over the course of 100 years, and especially, again, now in the modern world where Vegas is everywhere, you, that you don't have fixed games. In any well, they were saying, um, who who were who were the Rams playing when uh, there was like three seconds left in the game or something like that? They kicked a field goal and it like it like hit the um, hit like the over or something for their game. It had like implications. It, it had implications on like Vegas betting, and like there was literally not enough time on the clock for them to kick a field goal and like come back down the field to like win yes yeah you're talking about like two two or three weeks ago Doyle. yes yeah um yeah it was definitely for the rams spread there was four seconds was. Left. yeah there was four seconds left in the game and sean mcveigh they were down by um i think 14 points and Sean McVay decided to kick a field goal with the four seconds, <laughs> knowing that within the four seconds, you wouldn't have any more time to even get the ball. I think people thought there was maybe the potential of you have one second left, like the ref blows the whistle after the ball goes through the uprights and it's over. Like you have one more chance for an onside kick to get a touchdown and then go for the two-point conversion. But it, it was like a long shot. Um, and yes, Sean McVay definitely definitely had something tapped in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's like the the thing that Burr was saying because he, I ha- haven't listened to his podcast in a while, but for a while there he was on like the the prevent defense was made so uh, teams could come back because nobody likes nobody watches a blowout, so that's a bunch of commercial ads that are gone and everything along those lines. And then when teams are coming back, the refs just kind of give them calls. And you watch some of these oh. games, and you're like, they're down by two touchdowns. And like, we're going to play prevent defense in the fourth. And then they, it's like three plays, they go in 95 yards and score. And you're like, the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's 100% a thing. And I know that because I watch every college football game, and that is well built in. So when you think about how football in general progresses as like, how does the NFL become what the NFL is? They test things out in college. So that is absolutely a thing. Are you saying that can... there's a conspiracy here? A betting conspiracy? A conspiracy theory? It's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. Nobody played prevent defense 10 years ago. No, and prevent defense is the fucking worst. Like, you've it's been terrible. you've been shutting them down all game, and then you're like, you know what? Just in case, uh, we're going to play 20 yards off the guy. Give, give him yeah. everything underneath. <laughs> yeah, don't give up the big play, but just give up all the yards to just let them down the field. So I think what you're saying is there's breaking news. News flash, asshole! Football's fixed. So is hockey and baseball and whatever else. Conspiracy theorists unite. 
that's all. Shock. That's all I've got. Jesus. Um, so yeah. Wow, that was it. We got off. We got off on a tangent there. Let's bring it back to hockey. Doyle, do you watch any good movies lately? This isn't really bringing it back to hockey. I know it was just a. Uh... Did we talk like all the way through the uh, Dallas game? It's time for Doyle's movie reviews. He watches movies. <laughs> the cut off. Yeah. That's. I told you it grows on you. Oh my god! <laughs> it grows on you like herpes. <laughs> you don't even finish the word movies. Uh, well, that's because I cut it off too much when I was <laughs> pinching the sound clips together, and then I didn't want to go back and do it because I didn't realize it after I saved it and closed everything out and deleted the sound clips. So <laughs> I got to make a shorter one. I'll fix it. <laughs> Jesus, this guy asking for quality. We'll get paid for this. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart. Well, did we talk all the way through the Dallas Who cares? I don't know if we did. We really got off track. I mean, I'm looking at the notes, and there's not a lot of strike through. Well, that's because I... Listen, I can just strike out whatever I want. That's the power in this button in in office. All right. So they lose to Dallas. They have three shorthanded goals. Sam Erson stinks. What else would you like to cover? Um, Morgan Frost is terrible and shouldn't play. And John Tortorella is doing the Lord's work. Joe thoughts. <laughs> I think he's, I think he, did he play last night or was he scratched? Again? No, he was scratched again. Yeah. I think he's getting traded. I would I hope they're so. trying to, they're, they're trying to keep him like off the ice because he's going to get traded. I, I, <laughs> Don't see another purpose behind scratching him. Do you think I, they're going to trade him for rumored Shane Pinto, who still doesn't have a contract in Ottawa? After losing um, Flyers Twitter favorite defenseman, Mark Stahl, I don't understand why you wouldn't. Well, I mean, Shane Pinto plays center, so. Shane Pinto Beans? That would be his nickname yeah, yeah, but if you he gets traded here. The roster's not available now. Uh, well. I mean, losing Mark Stahl is a heavy hit to his team, as noted by the defense last night. Yeah. He's out for to four to six weeks, right? With exploded yeah. ribs, I believe. I mean, now you get to watch Andre and Zamula play a lot until Ristolainen comes back, who was supposed to play Saturday, but uh, is still mysteriously out on IR. <laughs> Zamula had We're about to go down we're about to go on another tangent here. Um, so I love that I'm I, I love that I'm gonna be able to get back to movie reviews with Doyle and hear that stinger again. But I I do need to mention what's up with what is up with Tortorella? Like the the decisions that he's made thus far, I haven't really like the Mark Stall thing I don't care about. The Morgan Frost thing I don't care about because I know that he stinks. Um but why did you bench Zamua, uh, after he got his first NHL goal in the home opener, when it was a two nothing game, that goal was very impactful to us actually like winning that. Why would you bench him the next night against Edmonton? Yeah, I didn't really get that one either. Well, I guess like the defense could be like, well, we're just rotating guys in and out. What? What yeah. other guys? 
Andre. Like they don't they just want to play like young guy for young guy. They don't want to put them like all in the lineup at the same time unless they have to like right now. I mean, it makes sense. I feel like you get like a poorly timed change and you have two rookies in a defensive pair and it just goes south. But also, John Tortorella is doing this like too cool for the room thing right now and it gives me shades of uh, post-Pandy Elaine Vigneault where he's like, listen, guys, just trust me. I know what I'm doing. And then, like, behind the scenes, he's just like the Wizard of Oz. Like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> also, what's I, I didn't understand the Sam Merson start last night either. You had, you had a day in between games. You're on the road, so you're traveling with the team anyway. I don't understand why Carter Hart wouldn't play that game to start the season. You always ride the hot hand. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to do that, if you were going to not play Carter Hart, I guess it would have been another game. But I don't know. Like, he's played, Carter Hart's played every game so far. But there's been rest between games. Like, I don't get, I don't really get it either. I don't know. We can we can kind of, like, close the loop here in tying our, ran, our, our rants together and saying that conspiracy Vegas owns the world slash... Carter Hart's going to definitely get traded when they definitely shouldn't, which is the <laughs> So what you're saying is because they were both benched at the same time, Carter Hart, Morgan Frost, to, here's a, uh, to the Senators for Pinto Beans and Claude Giroux. Here's a, here's a lighter controversy. Uh, Bobby Brink. Bobby! They're better than uh, Tyson Forrester right now. Yes, and I believe Brink... Uh, at least according to some of the Flyers' beats, these last couple of games have cemented Brink's spot in the lineup. Yeah, he's looked yeah. very good. Now, this is I would, I would agree with that. This is putting an early yeah. dent in our fart in the beer and drink it if Tyson Forrester wins the Calder momentum. <laughs> I will say that is concerning to me. I mean, you you sound like you really wanted to fart in your beer and drink it. If he won the Calder Trophy, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> Bobby Brink looks amazing. and yeah, He looks really like, good right now. Uh, I'm very much, uh, pretty much every single take that I that I have comes from my inherent eye test. It's very complicated, so I won't explain it on this episode. But Bobby Brink passes with flying colors every aspect of the Joey Digest, Joe the Rat <laughs> eye test. Yeah, there's um, a lot of Miller lights involved. Yes, he looks fantastic. I think he's going to, like... He looks kind of small right now, but he's going to, like, what Travis Sanheim did this offseason after being an NHL defenseman for six seasons. Winning most improved twice. Bobby Brink's going to be able to do uh, in one year. He's he's going to be a tank. I just can't wait to make all of the Brink references, like, from the Disney movie. Shout out Rollerblades with stoppers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Travis Sanheim has bulked up. He could win most improved three times, go for the hat trick, the natural hat trick of most improved Bobby Brinks on pace right now. If nothing goes wrong to be, uh, whatever team rookie, I don't know. Is that a trophy? I don't better remember. than Tyson Forster yeah, trophy. Better than Tyson Forster. The, we won't have to fart in our beers and drink a trophy. We'll have one made. <laughs> There's a trophy store. <laughs> There's a trophy store right off 295 in Barrington we could go to. <laughs> it's just going to be a compilation of Jeff's soccer trophies growing up all melded together. We're just going to we'll mail we'll mail it to the Wells Fargo Center. Like put a GoPro inside the box. So 
<laughs> just hope like get it to transmit back to us wirelessly so we see somebody open it and it just like the fuck <laughs> the fart in your beer and drink it trophy <laughs> all right make a note get fart trophy <laughs> uh but yeah i don't see morgan fraud i mean listen there's a certain media company that is flippant that Morgan Frost is not playing. And I can't tell if it's serious or a joke, but I think it's serious. And I don't understand why they're so mad. I I mean, I, they're mad because he's young-ish and he played he's like well 37. Like the second half of last year. Yes. And he's a 37-year-old. Like, we know what we have. The voice of reason in this room always wins, and it tends to be Doyle. Um, <laughs> the, the media company that we're speaking of, actually, I tend to agree with them. It doesn't make sense. Like that's why I said he's got to be on like a trade block of some sort. It doesn't make sense why he wouldn't be given or the opportunity. Maybe to continue because ended so well. Maybe he's got season. the vid. You know that fake disease that they made up three years ago. Well, no, Jeff, because he was in the building at the Wells Fargo Center on opening night. Well, yeah, around. we don't have to wear a mask anymore because it's a fake disease, so that makes perfect sense. I don't know why do you guys. We're lo- I'm losing you here. You're not making sense. <laughs> if it's a fake disease, get, I would flag for Spotify now. <laughs> Those guys are the fucking worst. They said it wasn't real. <laughs> I did love. I did love the. There the, the was a shot. If we want to go down. Uh, rabbit hole number three of COVID-19. Um, I would say that the uh, Edmonton Oilers game, which luckily many Flyers fans were blacked out from, <laughs> they showed some Edmonton Oilers fans uh, celebrating when they scored their lone goal um, with like all masked up. And I just, I do kind of laugh. Yeah, I mean, that, that was that. less about being worried about COVID and more because Philly's a disgusting city, but you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Then a homeless man sneezed in my face. <laughs> Get over it, Tuts. I saw a poop on the sidewalk. <laughs> uh, it's getting off Patco. The night after uh, all those kids broke into the Apple store and like stole a bunch of phones, uh, I was I went to took the train into work the next morning and I come up the Patco steps and just right in the middle of the steps, big human shit. Just like a log laid down. And it's like, oh, that's real nice. Like that SpongeBob episode. That's real nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, our city's disgusting, and that's why those people were protecting themselves. Sorry, I was making notes to get the "that's real nice" SpongeBob clip. All right. So, are you good with the Dallas uh, recap, Doyle? Yes. No. I've. All right. So you know what we're getting back into. Boyle's movie r- review. <laughs> it's time for Doyle's movie reviews. He watches movies. <laughs> what is this? What's so stupid? Now, all right, Doyle. <laughs> so dumb. After that amazing intro that I paid money for on Fiverr. What movie um, did you watch? <laughs> the movie is Old Dads. Ah, the old sports conspiracy nut, Bill Burr himself. Yes, Bill Burr, Bobby Cannaval. I forget what the other guy's name is. Uh, he was in The Sopranos as the music producer. Tony. 
Hold on. Tony Soprano. It's uh, James no. Gandolfini. Big pussy. Wrong. Steve Sharippa? No, Bo also Keem wrong. Woodbine. Steve Sharippa, also wrong. <laughs> Bokeem Woodbine. Thank you, <laughs> Joe. And they are um, old dads, as the title implies. Yes, they are. And it's 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 a good it's funny it's a lot of like what you would expect bill burr humor if you're into bill burr um he does drop the c word once so oh, oh put the c word in a hold on to your hat in a people. movie <laughs> the nhl is gonna yell at you <laughs> wow um but it's funny it's got a lot of just there's a lot of cameos in there as well jeff you'd appreciate this a uh, friend of the show well friend of the old show Joe Barknick makes an appearance in it. Uh, Joey B. Yeah, he's uh, he's in there. I don't know if we talked about um, this. Did you watch Joe Barknick's stand-up special? No, I did not. So the opening of his stand-up special is like a throwback to like the seventies, like cop TV show, and like Barknick walks into a bar and Bill Burr is playing like the old crotchety bartender in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, I see they go back and forth, but all right. So sorry to interrupt, but uh, old dads, Bill Burr, uh, Joe Barknick's in it. Go. It's, it's just, it's really funny, especially if you like, there's a few of like references to like his stand-up jokes and stuff like that. Um, and Steph and I watched it together, and she thought it was funny as well. So there's a lot of good one-liners in there. Mm. Normally, Bill Burr does not transfer to the female audience. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then there's also a special part at the end when the credits are like almost done. When they switch between songs, you just hear, uh, Oh, Jesus! <laughs> you mean like a... <laughs> oh, Jesus! Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Do love myself a little bit. So would would recommend. All right. So out of eighty-seven green monsters, how many? What do you rate it? Eighty-seven green monsters. I'm going to give it a solid 80. Well, you heard it here, folks. I don't know what that percentage is, but go watch Old Dads. That's movie reviews from Doyle. I'm also just a big Bill Burr fan, and that's why. I don't know if I've seen an an 80 out of 87 Green Monsters in some time. It's a rare one. Uh, I'm also a big Bill Burr fan. I've been listening to his podcast much though because he just complains about sports and really like the the whole eh, sports fixing and like complaining about that. Like I just I haven't listened in a long time. Well, it's hilarious though. I just like it when he's actually podcasting and he's trying to watch a game in the background. <laughs> I'll like be talking and just like immediately like he's like, "Oh, catch that, you <clears throat> fucking." <laughs> <laughs> The ones with Nia are the best. I know people. That's. I think that's a controversial statement, but no, Nia's. Yeah, yeah I like when Nia comes Nia on and gives him shit. So. Yeah, and then he yells at her, and he's like, "Ah, I'm sorry. Fuck. Why did I say that?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that covers it this week, right? We don't have anything else. Yeah, I think we've. I think we've hit the put baby to bed. It's been an hour and three minutes. If you've made it this far, I'm wildly impressed. 
And to reward you, go to phillygoat.com, use promo code MPPOD for 10% off your order. They have a bunch of cool new Phillies t-shirts, so you're going to want to get those for the World Series run. World Series are bust. Yeah, they almost busted. Yeah, I was close to killing myself, for sure. <laughs> Phillies are the only thing I have going for me right now. And that's a joke, anybody listening. Don't report me. I need to get 5150. Be like, so what do you have going on in your life? Just the Phillies. I drink a lot. You know, the normal stuff. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, they, shout they won. Shout out to Philly Goat. They, uh, they almost took my um, recommendation for a new t-shirt regarding uh, Craig Kimbrell. Oh, Craig. Um, and with it being October and everything, I suggested that he ultimately kind of appear as the jeepers creepers character the scarecrow um because of his pitching stance um but after the last well not last night's game but the two nights before that they um unfortunately declined yeah well i should say fortunately declined pretty much since september craig kimbrell has been in a downward spiral and then for rob thompson to be like he's not gonna ruin it two nights in a row (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Craig Kimbrell apologist just because I've wanted him on the team for so long now. Yeah, that was fine. I mean, he was, you could tell like at the end of the season, he was, he looked a little cooked. And then in the playoffs, like you were like, okay, well, you know, it hasn't looked bad yet, but these, oh, those last two games against the Diamondbacks. Uh, <laughs> it's Kimbrell. Whole bullpen's been pitching scared. They're just not throwing strikes. I, the only people pitching scared are Cockring and Kimbrell. <laughs> No, well, Sir Anthony. Yeah, I know. Cogring is all like, I'm going to throw sliders. And the, the Diamondbacks were like, cool, we're going to hit all of them. <laughs> yeah, Sir Anthony got behind a bunch of times. Soto got behind a bunch Question, of times. Question, though. Why aren't, uh, especially in game three and four, why didn't they use, like, what's Loren, uh, Lorenzen doing? The guy throws a no-hitter. Yes, he falls off as a starter. But he's no, they should have brought up Walker. Still long relief. Like, I don't know. Got... I thought Lorenzen was hurt. No, that... he's there. No, he's on the roster. He was warming uh, up last he's night. He's on the roster. At one point. Yeah, and then Taiwan Walker is... I think they should have pitched Taiwan Walker over Sanchez. But, you know, that's just my expert opinion. <laughs> Sanchez? No, I didn't... I didn't mind going Sanchez. That what they should have did was either one whoever like started Walker should have pitched after they pulled him. Right, at some point. whoever started the other one should have came in for like a longer relief session. But yeah, exactly. Rob Thompson's out here smarter than everybody else. Paying the guy seventy-two million dollars, you just stand on the steps clapping. Rob Thompson. I mean, yes, the Phillies are up like six-one, but coming out in the top, the bottom of the ninth with two outs to make a pitching change. <laughs> You're up, it works. you're up five runs. You're like, yeah, now we're going to prolong this a little more. Bring the guy in from the pen. <laughs> well, yeah, because they had, what, how many men on first and third? Yeah, they would have been fine. Would have been okay. No, he wanted to not let anything go to chance. Yeah. And the way that Sir Anthony, Sir Anthony is just, like, so inconsistent of, like, he looked great for the first, like, two outs of that inning and then just, like, completely folded upon himself yeah garrett Stubbs avoided a major faux pas after saying that the phillies were going to jump in the swimming pool when after they clinched the series <laughs> and then the diamondbacks came back to tie it and you're like oh no, <laughs> oh, no. Rob, 
if there's one sport that prevent defense does have an effect, it's baseball. So shout out to Rob <laughs> for uh, going with the prevent style. Uh, uh, well, go Phils. They've... Yeah, hopefully next week we'll be talking about a World Series. Oh, my God. And if it's the Astros again, I don't even know. How are those bastards going to cheat this time, you know? Fucking no good cheaters. I think if it's – do we know – is the MLB All-Star game still the deciding factor behind who gets home field advantage? It is not. I think so. It is not. It's not? I thought they changed that They never changed it. No, I it. think they got rid of it because they were super pissed. But I've read about this, so I know the answer. Depending on who the Phillies play – uh, if they play the Rangers, the Rangers have home field advantage because they own the season series. But if they play the Astros, the Phillies have home field advantage because the Phillies own that season series. So okay, well, if the Astros, the Astros make it through, it's a it's a Citizens Bank Park World Series. Yeah, then I want the Astros plus the revenge aspect behind revenge it. Aspect. We got no hit in our own stadium last we just season have to f- against them. We just have to figure out how they're going to cheat this year because that's the only problem. The Astros are a bunch of no good, dirty cheaters. And just because you did it once, they're all like, ooh, they're not going to do it again. No. Once you know how to do it, you do it more. I hate Thanks Houston. That's a shitty city. I'm glad that hurricane flooded you out a couple years ago. Jesus. <laughs> just gonna... It begs a question: Are the Phillies cheating? <laughs> uh, no, Phillies rule. Phillies would never cheat. You kidding me? <laughs> so why would you even say that? <laughs> what are you doing here? Everybody cheats. Rob Thompson brings in Craig, Craig Kribble. That's not cheating. Fucking Craig. Craigery. <laughs> <laughs> just now, I'm mad. Shouldn't be this mad on Sunday morning. Hung over. I have to poop again. All right, end this podcast. We've talked over it way too much. I don't want to. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're done. This has been another episode of the M&P Podcast. Please like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Well, see you later. <laughs>